Welcome to the commute home. This is Derek. This is Nick. Uh, uh, uh. Hey, what's up, man? <laughs> Happy Halloween week, man. Happy Halloween week. Ween week. Love Halloween. You know, it is Monday, and I've, and I've already read my first Halloween story on the news. You've read a Halloween story? I did. There was a woman down in Alabama who uh, went to a costume party over the weekend dressed as a zombie. That's a that's a pretty popular costume. I would think so. Yeah, and you know, and being closer to Georgia, you'd think they'd be more into zombies. So yeah, but um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So to finish off her uh, her zombie costume, she went and she got like those fake teeth. She didn't get the Bubba teeth or the vampire teeth, but she got like the zombie teeth with with a bunch of sharp points to it. And she thought it'd be a good idea to use temporary glue to hold the fake teeth in her mouth. <laughs> well, around 2 a.m., she's noticing that the fake teeth uh, aren't coming out at all. And it's like from having them in all night, they've kind of gotten wedged up into her teeth and gums, and she cannot get them out. So then she was out dra- driving around Alabama looking for a 24-hour dentist to uh, help her out. So they, they did, and they, they found a 24-hour dentist. And it seemed like that's where the story kind of begins. That's where it begins? Oh, my God. So they had, oh, shit. They had the dentist on file. He's like, well, sometimes when you take these um, prosthetics and you, you know, use temporary glue and glue them to your teeth and gums, sometimes they get kind of wedged up there, and you really can't get them out. So the first thing I, he, I couldn't do was I couldn't give her any shots to relieve the pain because... I was afraid that when I was removing the fake teeth, I might take her real teeth out with it. So I need to make sure she could feel everything. And so this guy tries a variety of techniques to try to get these teeth out. Like first he goes in with a drill and like takes like the fake teeth that are (gasps) hanging off and like drills them off. So like she doesn't have these things protruding out of her mouth. And I guess finally like he goes through with like a scalpel and just removes like like the fake teeth like one chunk at a time. And I guess she's screaming in pain the entire time while he's doing this. Oh, my God. So I think everyone learned a vital lesson. Don't glue stuff to your mouth or in your mouth ever. At all. Ever. Why would you use even temporary glue to glue in fake teeth on Halloween? Why would you look for a fucking 24-hour dentist in Alabama? <laughs> Shit, I would have crossed state lines immediately. Yeah, I, I didn't want I to I wouldn't say think it, they'd have a uh, normal business. <laughs> I'm surprised she I found wouldn't think one. they'd have a normal business hours. <laughs> yeah, I am too. They don't they don't sell bubba teeth in Alabama. Down there they just call them fake teeth. They call them dentures. They call them tooths. <laughs> they call them tooths. <laughs> Ugh, mm. Shit! I wonder if she was one in one of those sexy zombie costumes. From the teeth in the picture I saw, I don't think so. Okay, because they did have a picture of her, and uh, it didn't look fun to me at all. She didn't look fun, or the 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 event didn't look fun. The whole thing about it didn't look fun. <laughs> I don't know. She looked she looked she looked like a mom to me. Just just an ordinary mom. So. Well, I would have said at that point, man, just hang out till Halloween and see if they come out and, you know, dress as the zombie for Halloween. And then if not, man, come on back on Thursday. It'll be normal business hours. It'll be half price. 
You know what? Until then, you can go on a liquid diet. You can drink that, uh, what's that shake stuff called? That It's healthy for you. It's good for you. It's got vitamins and protein. Maybe you lose a couple pounds. Oh, shit. See, why you got to bring in weight, man? Oh, man. Well, that's the stuff I'm trying to think oh, that's of. That's just too far. What, what's the stuff? Uh, that's just... Like the elderly drink it. Insure? Insure. That's what I'm trying to think of, yes. Just <laughs> get you some of that insure like Grandma got. That's right. <laughs> Grandma comes out of the bedroom and who the hell drank my vanilla insure? We're going to have to go to the Walmart now. Shit. With the 24-hour Walmart. That's right. That's probably where the dentist was. And damn it, that's three counties over. Shit, that's a 47-mile drive one way. It's how the stone flies the crow. <laughs> the stone flies the crow. <laughs> that makes as much sense as the original uh, sayings do, so I'm going to stick with that. That's how the stone flies the crow. Stone, fl- I like it, man. Let's let's <laughs> let's keep that. Let's keep that in our pocket. Yes, we're going to trademark that. It's the commute home with Nick and Danik, where our two hosts talk about Halloween. And probably about movies. You know, they're two old fat guys. What else do they have to talk about? So, enjoy. So, Halloween, man. Pretty big uh, holiday for you, because uh, your little man, born on Halloween. Yep, yep. I, it reminds me of when, uh, you know, uh, we, uh, the whole story. Have I ever told you the story about how he was born? I won't get into the details of how he was conceived, but just... The story of how he was born. Jesus, Nick. Why did why do you even plant that seed? Don't talk about that at all. Yeah, yeah. Tell me about how, how, <laughs> what, he, was, how he was born. No, the conception part. Just uh, keep going. Well, I'm just, I, did, I just wanted to get that out there right in the front of this whole conversation. I didn't want people thinking it was going to go somewhere when it wasn't. All right, all right. No, you did not. Tell me about his birth. I don't think you did. Uh, my wife has a doctor's appointment for just a uh, checkup, 36-week checkup. And the doctor's like, yeah, you're going to have to have this baby. And she was like, I'm not having this baby. And she was like, yeah, you're going to have to have this baby because of some 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 difficulties and stuff like that. And and so she's like, you know, you're going to – you're probably going to end up having this baby tomorrow, which was Saturday, October 31st. And my wife was like – Fuck that. I do not want to have a baby on Halloween. Hmm. And I was like, why not? That's awesome. And she was like, no, I don't want to have a baby on Halloween. So it, it, it was kind of comical because, like, the entire time, it's almost like she was trying to will the baby in. Like, they were giving her medication to, like, speed up the delivery process and everything. And she was like, fuck that. No, no. Got to wait till after midnight. Got to wait till after midnight. Got to wait till after midnight. <laughs> So, uh, lo and behold, she was close, but at, uh, after eight o'clock on October 31st, my youngest son was born. So yes, uh, since that day, um, you know, Halloween has been a bigger deal in in my house. My wife isn't really a fan of it, but she's starting to come along as the kids are getting older and, you know, she realizes that the youngest son 
you know, it's his birthday, so it's kind of like you should make it special and play along. All right. So It is cool. So, yeah, kind of a big deal. His birthday parties, I think, are my favorite because the fact that they're whole Halloween birthday parties, it's a cool mix. Yeah. I do fear that one day he's going to say, I don't like Halloween. <laughs> and we're going to be like, well, uh, tough? <laughs> Like, I don't know what else to tell you. Why do you think he'd, he'd say that? Uh, well, because to be honest with you, he does not like uh, scary things at all. Yeah, neither did I as, as a kid. So, well, he might grow out of it. Yeah, well, he probably... He, see, I got, I, I got a feeling that uh, he will like it when he gets uh, older. And, like, he's in middle school or high school and stuff like that. And, like you said, you like his parties because they're, like, Halloween-themed. Mm-hmm. I think when he gets into middle school and high school, his friends are going to like his parties a lot more because they're Halloween themed. Mm-hmm. I can see that. So, which in turn, maybe he'll like them. Yeah. Everybody likes to play dress up every now and again. Oh, absolutely. And and the the costumes nowadays, man, these kids' costumes are awesome. And my I, the stuff that I see your, your young son wear with uh, like the built in like mu- muscles and all that kind of stuff. Oh, I would have killed for costumes like that as a kid. They're so good. Oh, my God, man. They are so amazing. Like, I remember one of my favorite costumes back then, and now I look at it, it's cheesy as hell, is, like, you get, like, it was almost like a plastic smock, and then you just got the mask, the plastic mask. Yeah, yeah. Like, I remember I had the He-Man one, and I was like, I look back at it now, I was like, look at these costumes. They were so awesome. And then I look over at my son, and I'm like, our costumes suck. And the scary thing is we might have paid more for our costumes than you guys are for your kids' costumes these days because the price is not that bad, in my opinion. No, no. And, and I mean, so, like, last year what we did is we went to Target the day after Halloween, and we bought, like, 30 costumes. Oh, really? And what we did is this – yeah, and this year, and we, we put them in totes. And this year what we did is we gave them away to uh, other foster parents. To, uh, oh, okay. So that their kids could have costumes. Mm-hmm. I like that. So, but the, yeah, you can get them for three or four bucks the day after Halloween, and they're better made too. Yeah, they are. They really are. Yeah, I mean, your son wears them quite a bit just you know for fun, and they seem to hold up really well. And he's not gentle on them at all. No, no, absolutely not. And you know, I've seen him sleep in those things. I've seen him go outside and play in those things. You know, so much stuff in these costumes, you, you, you get your money's worth. You get your money's worth instead of, you know, 15, 20 bucks for a costume that you wear for a couple hours and then it has to go in the trash because the mask got cracked or yeah. something like that. So I've been thinking about when I was a kid and the different Halloween costumes that, uh, that I had, uh, which actually my mom sold a fair amount for my costumes as a kid. Either that or it was like a big drive for me to kind of scavenge clothes from all over the place to get to put things together. Uh, I remember at a young age, maybe first or second grade, I was a boxer for Halloween because I was a big Rocky fan. So I, I had like the, you know, the, the red trunks. And I think my mom made me a red robe. And then we put makeup on me to make me look like I had a black eye. And then the boxing gloves. Uh, also, as a nice. ki- yeah. also, as a kid, I was Grig from The Last Starfighter. So my mom found the mask for me. I think when she was in uh, Vegas for vacation, she found the mask, and then um, she made, like, the flight suit for me. I'd love to see pictures of that. 
Yeah, I know the boxer one. There's a pictures of that. The 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 Grig one. I haven't seen one, but they're probably around someplace. Yeah, they're probably in some box. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I remember being Freddy Krueger one year for Halloween. Ooh, and that was like my grandfather had like had like the perfect sweater that looked pretty close to Freddy's sweater, so I had to borrow that for a while to go with like the like the and like the hat that came with the costume stunk, so I had to borrow. I think I borrowed a hat from my grandfather as well. So we did stuff like that. I always wanted to be Freddy when I was a kid. Yeah, because the glove was cool. Like I, I, that was a cool Halloween yeah. uh, prop thing. That was. I had mine that lasted me for years, and that was pretty well put together, pretty well, pretty well, well made. Very awesome. And then the last costume I really remember uh, doing is probably my freshman year of high school, and that one was I got the Terminator mask from uh, Terminator Two, and it's the one where it's like half Arnold, half machine. So I did, oh yeah yeah. So I I wore that with like the leather jacket and like the leather gloves and all that, and that was a pretty big hit. And that's the last time I really remember dressing up as a kid. So it seems like I was more into masks than I was makeup as a kid. And uh, that's f- yeah. that's fair. How about you? That's cool. I, re- I well, to be honest, for the most part, the, the, I told you about the He-Man costume, and to my knowledge, I think that might have been the only costume that I ever had that was bought. Uh, because, like you said, most of the time the costumes were rummaging, trying to, you know, find something uh, to to wear, and, and kind of put together a costume that way. And they don't they don't look as good, but I I kind of think they're better for some reason. I always enjoy doing that more than just buying something. Yeah, I, well, I, you know, the imagination of going into it and everything like that. It's, it sounds like, you though, your mom was pretty involved in helping you out with those costumes, right? Uh, th- those first two, I, yeah, absolutely. The Boxer and, uh, and Grig, yeah. I think those are the two big ones from my memory. I don't remember her doing much else for the other Halloweens. I could be wrong, though. Yeah, because yeah, mine was uh, not so much involved. <laughs> But uh, like my youngest son, I had an uncle that was born on Halloween. And, um, you know, he he would, um, it was important to him. And he was only, he was like 15 or 16 when I was born. So he was in his younger 20s when, uh, you know, I I was like in grade school and and stuff like that. So he would come over and help the kids and everything, kind of get some stuff. So... You know, there were years where I just took, like, you know, guns out of the toy box, and I was an army man. Right. And then, you know, there were years where, like, because my uncle um, that was born on Halloween, he was a professional trick roper, believe it or not. So he had a, uh, he you know, he'd do lassos and, you know, a bunch of different stuff like that. And uh, he would have a lot of Western gear, so there were lots of Halloweens where I was a... cowboy um you know i went as a as a gangster and not like you know rap gangster but like a 1920s gangster where i just kind of put on a three-piece suit and a hat and there you go um probably the one that sticks out the most to me was i believe my last uh childhood halloween costume uh i was really big in the wrestling and I like WCW, and one year uh, I went as Sting. 
So I had a black baseball bat and I had a black trench coat and, you know, I was dressed in all black and I face paint my, uh, my whole face uh, white, you know, and I had the black lines and everything. The crow-looking sting. Yep. I, I, was, I was him. I think it was either my freshman or sophomore year. And, and we didn't go trick-or-treat. Like, we went to a party and stuff like that, except for I had a hell of a lot less hair than Sting did. <laughs> so. Uh, that's probably the one that sticks out the most to me, though. Cool. Very cool. You know, I, I want to tell you, ha- have you ever been to a bar uh, in your adult life uh, on Halloween? No. Dude, I, I got to say, I-, I like to go out to bars like on Halloween, especially like like when they advertise like they're doing like a costume contest or whatever, I think whatever, things like that. Because I got to say, uh, people do not mess around, at least around here. They do not mess around on Halloween going to the bar. I have seen the best costumes I've ever seen in my entire life. You know, one after another after another, just being amazed the entire night at the bar on Halloween. So it's like super cosplay type stuff. Everything you know, I, I saw like I saw like I saw this guy that used like three quarter inch plywood and turned himself into a nine foot tall Optimus Prime that he painted himself. It was incredible, made entirely out of plywood. Uh, I saw a guy that wow. w- that was the the the, um, the ivy at Wrigley, and he was like he was like a chunk of the wall, and he was at least ten feet tall. He was like like he couldn't get through do- doorways. It was hilarious. Um, I saw a guy take a you know a full set of like you know football shoulder pads, spray paint them black, dr- you know, drill these huge studs and spikes into them. Just you know, went over and over and over working on these. Guy's body was chiseled, so he just wore those on top, like leather biker pants, leather boots, and then and then did like the whole demon face paint makeup, and he looked incredible, just incredible. I mean, people seriously go wow. out. Uh, the, the creepy clowns are just incredibly creepy at the bars. Uh, a lot of guys look like Captain Spaulding from House of a Thousand Corpses. I remember the last year I, I did, or one of the last years I did this. <laughs> that was when uh, the uh, uh, Johnny Depp's character from Pirates of the Caribbean, a bunch of guys that looked just like him, dressed dressed like that character, Captain Jack. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> and a lot of people as Pee Wee Herman and the whole dick in the box thing. <laughs> and like, like I said, <laughs> these guys look That's spot good. on. They look just like Pee Wee. It's like they even got their hair cut like them. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I've n- I've never been to a um, a Halloween party. Well, I mean, you know, my youngest is nine years old, so you know, I would have been in my twenties when he was there. But uh, you know, I've been a dad for a lot of years, and uh, when Halloween falls on weekdays, it kind of makes it. Hell, I mean, I've been a dad before I was twenty-one, so mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it makes it kind of hard if Halloween falls on a weekday to to go do something like that. Right, but the week, yeah, the weekend ones are the best. So, oh, the weekend, yeah, I would imagine because you know when people don't have to work the next day. Oh yeah, yeah, Friday, Saturday, absolutely. And then the, the I think it was the le- second to last time I dressed up for Halloween. I went. I made my homemade uh, minions costume. Uh, oh my god, that was a ridiculous hit at the bar. Did you say minions? Yeah, I dressed up as a minion for Halloween. Uh, maybe like five years ago. Nice. I I probably took at least a dozen pictures with random people I'd never met before at the bar. 
Just because they like your costumes. Yes, yes. And that one was totally homemade. Like, I bought a pair of overalls, bought like a yellow hoodie, bought a, ye- a yellow stocking cap, and I, I punched holes through the top, and I, and I ran black pieces of yarn through it. Uh, I, I, I got some, some like safety goggles, and I uh, printed out you know big eyeballs, and I, I kind of taped them to the, to, the, to the goggles, and I wore them on my forehead all night. You know, the big black uh, rubber gloves. So totally homemade, and uh, yeah, it was a big hit. That's great. Yeah, as an adult, I've, I've, I've actually dressed up more for Halloween as an adult than ever before. Uh, you know, as a, well, I don't want to say ever as a kid because I dressed up every year, but I think the stuff was like way better. When we lived in Indianapolis, uh, my wife's parents used to do Halloween pretty big and, uh, you know, the neighborhood kids would come over and everything. So one year I, ri- I, I borrowed a harness from work and I hung myself in a tree and I put like a noose around my neck and everything like that. But I was hung from the tree by a chain, but it, the chain was black. Mm-hmm. So it looked like I was hanging there from a noose. And when, the, when, when people would come up, they wouldn't know that I was like real. So I would jump at them and everything like that. And that, man, just seeing people like take off running and stuff, that, that was probably the coolest Halloween because like people would come back three or four times like telling their buddies, oh man, walk through the yard, walk right past, right, right past that, right, walk right past that guy. He, you know, that thing hanging there, he, it's not real, blah, blah, blah. And I would just wait for him to get like right near me and then I would jump at him. So, uh, that, that was pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Did you, did you ever get in big into the um, the haunted houses and the hayrides or anything like that? When I, when I was a teenager and pretty much there was probably about a good six or seven year period when I was a teenager that, that I would go to like multiple ones a year. Okay. And I love them. I, I, I love them. Uh, my favorite one just really quick was, it was actually a year round haunted house and it was in, uh, it was in Gatlinburg, Tennessee. And it, it was like a Ripley's type thing, mm-hmm. but, uh, it was, it was, it was year round and, and my wife and I, we were down there. This is probably when our youngest was not even a year old. So probably like 16 years ago. Mm-hmm. And the thing was supposed to be a, uh. It was themed like a casket-making company. And anyway, you, you walk through it and everything like that. And I, Man, that thing, I, I don't think I've ever jumped so many times in my entire life uh, than through that, that haunted house right there in Gatlinburg, Tennessee. Very nice. I went to... What about you? I went to Rob Zombie's Horror House in Chicago a couple years ago. Oh really? How was that? It was interesting. I mean, as horror ho- as uh, horror houses go, it it was pretty good. It was like I think it was three horror houses in one. Like they took over an entire like uh, indoor arena, like where they play like indoor hockey or indoor soccer or stuff like that. And they kind of. I just want to verify. You said horror houses, correct? I did say whorehouse once, but I did correct myself. Yes, horror house. <laughs> okay. I, I just wanted to make sure I wasn't hearing things. Continue on. <laughs> you are not. Um, so that was pretty good. Uh, they made the news though. Cause, uh, <laughs> because they were doing this thing that was like too soon, too soon, which was like the, one of the horror houses that they walked it through was you kind of walk through these rooms and they had these actors in the rooms, like playing like 
these infamous characters from history. And w- one of the rooms okay. was um, John Wayne Gacy. And the guy that was playing ah. John Wayne was, he was good. He was just going for it. He's sitting there in the bed wearing like a white, uh, you know, an A shirt, a wife beater, you know, whitey tighties and the clown makeup and nothing else. And he's sitting on the bed and you walk within inches of the guy the, when, when he walked through the tour and he's just talking to you, threatening you. Uh, just saying these horrible things he's going to do to you, and just oh, is this freaking people out? And the news people were like, uh, "We think it's too soon to do this in, in Chicago. It's just way too soon." But uh, that actor was phenomenal. And you said all he was wearing was a white tank top and whitey tidies, yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. All right, very good. Because I'm like, that dude didn't have no drawers on. Damn. How does that work? He was just in his underwear. It was a whorehouse. Underwear on the clown makeup (laughs) talking to you. And it was, oh, God. He was just going at it. You know, just talking about, you know, like these, the girls that walked in, all the horrible things he wanted to do to them. And it was grotesque. He didn't hold anything back. Oh, man. That kind of sounds interesting. Yeah, I got to give it to him. He he was an actor that played that part pretty damn well. So, yeah, it was probably too far, which I think you got to be too far to play Gacy. So I, I was very impressed by it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you, you play that guy. I mean, there's some guys in history, right? Like, in order to do the, I don't know, the part justice, if you will, mm-hmm. you got to go, like, you got to do some serious channeling yeah. and go way the hell out there. Yeah. And the more over the top, the better, I think. Yeah. But, yeah. but it's, I mean, it's a haunted house. I mean, it's, you know, I, I get it, but I mean, it's its all in good fun. I mean, you're not trying to hurt anybody or anything like that. Yeah. You know, and, and it's him, like I said, his acting was so well, You, it seemed like he had the intent to really hurt you. Like he would motion at you in the whole nine yards. Like, this incredibly well done. Creepy as heck. I and mean, he was like sweaty. Like, literally sweating. Ugh, Ew. Ugh. Yeah. He just nailed it. I, t- I tell you what, uh, another thing, like, I, w- I went to this one place in Indianapolis, and I think they still have it there. But anyway, you go, um, it's, it's in a warehouse, but it's underground. So, like, you walk into the warehouse or whatever, and then you go down these steps, and, and it's all underground, the entire haunted house. And um, there's there's this one room that you walk into, and I think I've seen it a couple different places, but I mostly remember it from there. But the room is completely, uh, you know, pitch black, other than like uh, like Jason hockey masks hanging on the walls, mm-hmm. and it's completely pitch black. So these these hockey masks are glowing in the dark, right? And all of a sudden, they start moving. And what you find out is it's actually – some of these are actually people in, dressed in complete black mm-hmm. with these masks on. So they keep coming at you and everything. And just the effect it's, – it's probably a really cheap effect. But uh, it, was really, it was really, really, really well done because, you know, if you're in a dark room trying to get your bearings about you and everything like that and that's the only light you see – and then all of a sudden, it starts coming at you. You're like, what the hell, man? Uh, so, pretty cool thing. I, I knew a kid in college that worked uh, jobs like that during Halloween. where he, he worked at the, at the haunted houses. 
And, oh, uh, yeah? Yeah, he was doing a lot of stuff like dressing in black and then jumping out and freaking people out and doing stuff like that. Really interesting show. Like, like you know, basically, like, like the experts come in and kind of set up, you know, all these different rooms, and they've been doing this for, you know, 20, 30 years, something like that. And then they kind of go through and, and teach all the kids that actually run the shows uh, how to do everything and what to do and, and you know, and kind of give them like, okay, you can do this to some people, but other people are acting like this. You can do this, 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 this. And it's like they create an atmosphere where they where everyone that worked at that at that, those houses just wanted to scare the hell out of people. They really got people excited about doing that. What's the prep time for that? So the houses start in like early October. So when I mean shit, sometimes maybe late September. So when do they start like training and everything like that? Good question. I'm not sure. Because it seems like like, like huh. the guys the guys that actually set up around the houses, it's like this is their like, their job. Like like they're doing stuff like this like year round. Like like I, I think it might be like right this time of year they're they're setting up uh, horror houses, horror houses. I got to stop saying horror. <laughs> they're setting up haunted houses, uh, and then I think like in a, like in a month they're setting up like the Santa Clauses at the malls, and then they're setting up like the Easter Bunny spreads. But their you know their passion is the Halloween setups. But the kinda... guy that played John Wayne Gacy's the Easter Bunny. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's your Santa. You sit on that man's lap. And Santa. <laughs> Creepy. <laughs> but gets a sweat underneath the, underneath the chair, yeah. He's got the makeup on under the beard. <laughs> oh, my God. Could you imagine? Ah. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, that's funny. Uh, they like bo- they go through like boogeyman boot camp. That's right. Uh, yeah, you know, teaching them how to scare. And I gotta think it's probably late August, early September at the very, the very latest. Because I'm sure that like I don't think they probably call them in. Like, okay, we're opening tomorrow. You can do this, this, and this, but don't do this. There's probably got to do some stuff, and all the equipment that these guys acquire over the years, where all the motors and engines they have to run this stuff, it's uh, it's a lot of time, a lot of setup, and it's like these guys live for it. It's like almost these people that uh, do the whole uh, house decorations for Christmas, uh, these kind of hobbies enthusiasts. It's like these guys for the Halloween haunted houses, they turn their their like their hobbies into like a career. It seems like. Yeah, ab- absolutely. I mean, I've I've looked in a little bit. Cause I've always wanted to do like a like a haunted house, like something in my backyard. Where like you you walk in, you walk down one side, you know, and then you go through the backyard and you experience all the stuff, and then you come out the other side. I always thought that would be really cool. Uh, so I've looked into some stuff, and you know, you can watch some of the shows on TV and everything that shows you how they do things or different like haunted houses and stuff like that, and it's like. You can only do that after years and years and years of accumulation. Like yeah. you can't go yeah. out and say, "Hey, I'm going to spend fifty thousand dollars and have a great haunted house this year." It's like, no, you're going to have to spend that money year after year after year to get things how you really want it to be. Yeah, I've seen haunted garages. I think that's like the first step. That that's your gateway drug into the haunted stuff, where, where you kind of take your garage, you kind of turn it into like like a long almost endless hallway and then you do stuff with that that's a good that's a that's a cool idea except for i put shit in my garage yeah you do well you could take a bunch of that shit (laughs) to build your hallways you got a lot of wood in there 
I do have a lot of wood in there. That's true. That is that is definitely true. So, um, but yeah, man, I I, 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 I and and I want to tell you, I really am happy that you still have all that wood after the bisectomy. So good for you. Uh, yeah, and it's harder than ever. Oh, stop it! Stop it! Jesus, <laughs> this is a family show, motherfucker. I, I was talking like I was talking like oak and, and teak. Uh, fuck, I, I, teak. Yeah, that's that's what I was going. I was like, "Fuck!" I draw a blank on what kind of wood there is. <laughs> it definitely didn't turn into. It, it, it definitely didn't turn into pine. It, it, there was no soft wood. That's for sure. Oh, oh! I don't know though, but you are getting sappy at your old age. Uh, not true at all. That's a damn lie. I don't know who told you that shit, but you let me. I'm gonna find those fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> By the wood, uh, so, by the way, softwood's bad for her chimney. Uh, I've heard that. <laughs> well played, <Jesus>. sir. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, and Latter Day anyway. Saints. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um. Oh, fuck. So yeah, man, I love Halloween, dude. The Halloween's awesome. I, I, I'm hoping the, the the older our kids get, the more my wife gets into it because she's starting to turn the corner. And like our two year old, she's hilarious because like I've taken her into Spirit Halloween like three or four times this year, and she fucking loves it, man. Oh my god, I've never seen a kid like she sees the clowns, you know, that jump at you and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Doesn't bother. Her doesn't bother you know the thing that bothered her in the whole damn place the dog that jumps out of the fucking doghouse really huh that's it and i think it's because she looks at dogs that like as these cute creatures and this one's like snarling and barking and jumping and i think you know it just it's completely opposite of what she knows. Like, she picks, like, the zombie babies and stuff like that. She, like, picks them up, and she's like, oh, it's a baby. <laughs> and it's got, like, fucking blood coming out of its mouth and stuff. Uh, it, it, this is this is from uh, all the Vampirina that she watches. That must be what it is. She's very accepting to the dark side. She's accepting to the dark side, exactly. Kylo Ren has nothing on her. That's right. Um, so... I'm pulling into the driveway. Tomorrow, uh, we'll finish our Halloween talk, and we will let's uh, we'll talk about some some horror movies and uh, break down some of our favorites of all time. How's that sound? What kind of movies? Horror. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's a completely different episode for a completely different times. We'll save that for Valentine's Day. Perfect. <laughs> Because we missed Sweetest Day. We did. We really. You didn't even get me a card, you bastard. Yeah, you didn't give me one either, shit. Oh, you're you're cl- <laughs> you're, you're you're clearly the dominant male in this relationship. So I think it's your your responsibility. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! Touche, good sir. I can't even believe I actually got that out of my mouth. Wow. Oh boy. <laughs> Uh, All right, man. I will talk to you tomorrow. (laughs) All right, man. Talk to you later. See ya. Bye. Bye. And welcome back. It is now Tuesday. And Nick, what happens one week from today?
Election day, sir. Election day. You know, please, 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 everyone, uh, I don't care who you vote for, just please do a little bit of research and get out and vote. Uh, this year, I, I discovered a, a website called Ballotpedia.org. Awesome. You just put your address in, and it tells you what your entire ballot's going to be. And then for every candidate, you can go and click on like their name and look up what their shtick is. So you can research all the candidates right there. What's it called again? It is called Ballotpedia.org. You know, that, that that's a great idea for a site because there are some times where I'll go to vote and it's like, I know the main ones, right? Like, I know governor. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, when the presidential election rolls around, it's like, you know the president. But, like, some of these other uh, representatives and stuff like that, you got to find out what, what they are. Because me, personally, I don't vote straight Republican or straight Democrat. Like, to me, i gotta I got to vote for somebody that I feel like I should vote for. So... Uh, a site like that really helps out a lot for somebody that tries to avoid all the bullshit that comes with election time. Yeah. And, and the impossible one, too, is judges. About it. Should we reconfirm judges and all that? And, and um, yep, they're, they're right here on the site. You can go and you can look, look them up and uh, check out their shtick. So. Yeah, I find it so interesting that so many people run unopposed at times to uh, different positions. Yeah, my, my Illinois House representative uh, for District 66 is unopposed this year, so that, that kind of blew me away. Now, it would have been more interesting if you would have been in District 69 and it blew you away, but you were three short. You were three short. That's a nice connection of words right there, my friend. Touche. Yeah, I didn't even write that down prior to our show. Damn. It came from the top of my head. I'm witty on All Hallows' Eve. Yes, you are. Actually, no, tomorrow is All Hallows' Eve. Fuck! Yeah. See, there goes all the wit out the door. <laughs> I, and, I, you know, I, I was thinking in my head, I got a 50-50 shot at this, but Derek will correct me if I'm wrong. I so. just happened to, like, read, like, the, the Google write-up about Halloween and, like, the, the, uh, the history of it and uh, the different names for it and, and all that today. So it's, it's fresh in my mind. Okay. All right, well, you one-up me. I was going by previously what I thought the world was, but thanks for correcting me. No problem. So, yeah, uh, I, like just real quick, uh, to go back to this, uh, I don't know anyone that's happy with the government right now. It doesn't matter what your, your views are, what side you're on. I don't know anyone that's happy with the government right now. So please vote. Please, please vote. Yeah, I echo that. I, 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 there, there's just so much chaos in the government right now. Uh, and, and that's across the board, man, Republican, Democrat, it doesn't matter. Uh, across the board, we, we got to get some shit done. Uh, so yeah, voice your opinion. I second that. Yep. Our, you know, our best voting turnout ever was only 58%. That's the best ever. That's, that's not good enough in my eyes, man. It's just not good enough. You know, not good enough. We, we can't, we can't make change, man. We can't, we can't make change. We can't make policy. We can't do any of that stuff unless we get some people in there. So, and considering I'm not going to run for office, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I, I can at least give my opinion on who should be in there if I can't be in there. So Exactly. Exactly. Well, very good. So I'll move off my political soapbox and we'll talk about the more important thing, which is tomorrow, which is Halloween. 
So Hells I, to the yeah. Hell yeah. So I read another news story about Halloween today. Uh, what about Halloween, sir? In Galleon, Ohio, they actually did their Halloween trick-or-treating on Sunday. And a little Why? Bit, I don't know. I, uh, it's Ohio, you know. Fascist. <laughs> and uh, they went, they did their trick or treating. Little boy comes home. And shortly after coming home, he goes into a full blown seizure. Oh, no. So, mom and dad have to rush him to the hospital. They start running tests. And then in the test, they find that he has got meth in his system. What? So, they go through and they, they do the whole forensics and they try to figure out where the meth came from. They're checking all the candy that he had and, and everything that he brought home and they track down the source of the meth. What was the source? Like somebody somebody had handed out candy with the meth? Somebody, somebody handed out fake vampire teeth and somehow the meth was on the vampire teeth. Like the residue? Yeah, something like that, yeah. Holy fuck, man. So with this story and the story I told yesterday about the, about the lady who got the, uh, the teeth, you know, stuck into her mouth, just stay away from the fake plastic teeth this year, people. It's just bad, bad news. Teeth. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. Oh, fuck, man. Leave the teeth alone. Yep. Stop putting shit in your mouth, child. Yep, yep. What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> what the fuck are the parents thinking? Oh, yeah. And so an investigation's happening right now to figure out where he, where he got, got the uh, the teeth from and all that. But but he's going to be fine. He's going to make a full re- recovery. No problems. No permanent damage. So they found the, the house where they got the teeth, yes? No. that, that They're yeah, investigating that now. Okay. So, so how does that work? They just put a flyer. Hey, if you know where you got these funky-ass teeth, <laughs> please report them to the local authorities. Could be. It could be. You know, it's also interesting what, what I found out from this article, and I had to read three articles to get all the, all the information. The best one was in the Washington Post written by Cleve R. Woodson Jr. Uh, the, the other ones, I, I, I'm reading them. I'm like, where did the kid get the teeth from? Where did the kid get the teeth from? This was finally the only article I could find that said the, the teeth were handed out to him during trick-or-treating time. Like, I didn't know if the kid bought him in the store and it was part of his costume from the other articles. Oh, that you see, that, that's good investigative uh, work there, Derek. Well, thank you. I, just, I wanted to know because I'm like, did someone hand this out to him? Yeah, and I'm like, where the fuck are the rest of the sick kids? No one else reported. And so now, here, now here's the weird thing I learned from this article as well is that there's different kinds of meth out there. Not all meth is crystal meth. And there's some meth that's used in prescriptions for uh, like kids with, I think it's with uh, ADD and, and things like that. So is like medication for like Ritalin and stuff? Yeah, basically. Oh, man. Nobody's safe. Everybody stay in their houses. We're canceling Halloween. We're canceling <laughs> this podcast. The whole fucking nine yards. You know, the, the other nice thing that uh, they said in this, in this documentary is with the, uh, you know, the tainted uh, candy and all that that could be handed out during Halloween, uh, statistically, your child has a better chance of getting hit by a car on Halloween than that happening to them. I can see that, man. You see some of these little fuckers running around on Halloween, ducking and dodging to get those Skittles? <laughs> Holy shit, man. <laughs> 
They're like little crackheads everywhere. Yeah, well, they're already sugared up on the candy. They're, they're, they're uh, kind of munching on while they're walking around, so absolutely. So no other, no other uh, reportings of this happening? That's correct, yeah. So maybe the guy does meth, and he's like, he was doing some meth when uh, he, uh, and he had the teeth in when he was doing some meth. And he forgot and threw him back in the bag. Could be. I was thinking this is all a cover-up. I, I was thinking maybe the dad and the son, the dad wanted to have a bonding experience with, with his son. Because we, we've been hearing about this weird bonding experience stuff lately. So, so maybe while they were walking around, you know, dad got, got the meth pipe out and they both took puffs. And the kid just happened to have the teeth in when he did it. That could be it as well. <laughs> so you're saying the dad wanted to do meth with his kid? Is it is that more bizarre than the than the the dad that drives his son and his girlfriend to the park so they can bang while he hangs out? No. <laughs> <laughs> I rest my case. What the fuck is wrong with people, man? <laughs> I don't know, but but that's why we need to vote. I just think they did it to take away from the Republicans <laughs> during the election. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been hearing a lot of that lately, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, all right. Oh, man. Poor kid. I'm, I'm glad he's going to be okay. Yeah. I hope he doesn't relapse in the future. Yes. Yes, me too. So, Halloween, you, you know, you and I, uh, both, uh, we both like our movies. We kind of went through a while ago and talked about our favorite Halloween movies. Uh, I know we've mentioned them here and there on the podcast, but I figured let's just run through like the top three, and then let, let's just talk about them real quick. So I have a different reason for all of my top three. My, my number three is because as far back as I can remember, Nightmare on Elm Street was the first scary movie I think I, I watched, at least that I can remember, and I know that I was in kindergarten when this happened. And it was, uh, my mom was watching it on TV and I was hiding behind her chair watching this. And as I'm watching this movie, I got so scared that I couldn't go back to my room. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So I had to finish the movie. Um, and I don't know if you, I don't know if you watch the Goldbergs or not, but the Goldbergs just had an episode, uh, for Halloween this past week about Nightmare on Elm Street. And I was kind of like Adam Goldberg in a way where like, I was afraid to go to sleep. And one of the greatest things I think about that film franchise is everybody's got to fucking go to sleep, man. And you can't control what you dream about. And I love the fucking fact that no matter who you are or what you did, Freddie was going to get you in your dreams. And that fucking song, the one, two, mm-hmm. Freddy's coming. Oh my god, dude! It was just fucking classic. I loved it so very much. And this is the original one, right? The first one. Yes, uh, I won't even talk about that remake. But yes, the the original one. And and another thing is like, I thought the second one was solid. I thought the third one was solid. I thought the fourth one was solid. It kind of jumped off the bridge at that point for me, younger. But I just thought every single one of those movies, there was just something special about him. And the fact Robert England and that fucking, he was Freddy. And he was the epitome of your nightmares as a child, in my opinion. Yeah, it seemed like as that series got on, went on, it, it got funnier and funnier. 
Um, yes. But I, I need to watch number one as a, as an adult because that, that that my memories of the first movie uh, are like yours. It truly scared me. Um, I think this, the scene that scared me the most in that was like the one where like um, Freddy stretches his arms out and it's kind of like there's springs that's getting longer and longer and longer. I don't know why, yep. but that scene has vividly scared the heck out of me as a kid. I, I remember. I remember the scene. Yeah, I remember the scene. Just like part two, where the the dude is in the waterbed. Yep. Yep. Oh yeah. And then part three, where they're in the uh, Dream Warriors. The, uh, was part three the Dream Warriors? Yeah. Yeah, those were the kids in the mental institution, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, man. Where the chick. Where his his uh the the claws turned into needles mm-hmm. and shit. Mm-hmm. Oh man, so fucking good, man. Yeah. So good. You know, Freddy is one of the three reoccurring nightmares I used to have as a kid. Really? Yeah. Huh. As a kid, I I would have a reoccurring nightmare that uh, Freddy would be chasing around chasing me around my elementary school. And I had this nightmare over and over and over. And in the nightmare, I would never see him. And that was the. But you just knew he was there. But I knew he was there, and I just had to keep running and running and running. And that was the that was the dream actually. That finally, after having this one over and over and over, I finally figured out this is a dream. This isn't real. So for the first time, I went through and I turned around to face Freddy. And I woke up. Ooh. And I never had that dream ever again. How very dreamscape of you. Yeah. I yeah, that was and that was like my big breakthrough like dream where I, I kind of realized that I was dreaming and it and I needed to face it, and then that was it. Done. Never again. Now what if you would have turned around and Freddie would have been there? You've been fucked for life. We never would have met. Yeah. <laughs> You're like done. I'm just I'm just done. <laughs> this is what lit living is like. F this. That's good shit, man. That's good shit. What was, so what was your number three? Uh, my num- number three was The Devil's Rejects. Uh, like I said, Rob said, Zombie, right? Yeah. Uh, th- that was Rob Zombie's second film. It's one of those I keep on giving up on this generation, giving up on horror, uh, keeping, uh, giving up on it over and over and over. And this was a movie that just made me a believer again. House of a Thousand Corpses. It was raw. You know, it was interesting. It was different. It was It was good. Uh, it was okay, I, I should say, but Devil's Rejects, oh, just blew me away. I thought it was a fantastic film. I've watched that thing over and over and over. I think there should be an award for the best use of the song Freebird, and the Devil's Rejects would win that, hands down. Uh, mm. you, you know, I'm talking about the, the very end scene where they're getting blown away yep. by the cops while they're in the convertible and they're playing Freebird. Everything's happening in slow yep. motion. Oh, beautiful. Such a good movie. The fact that that was Rob Zombie's second um, film just blows me away. I uh, I tell you what, I remember seeing the preview for House of a Thousand Corpses, and I didn't know anything about Rob Zombie back then. Like I, I don't, you know, I don't listen to metal and stuff like that, and I just not really part of that universe, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. And and I remember the first time watching House of a Thousand Corpses, I was like, this is so fucked up. But I couldn't, I couldn't turn away. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is pretty freaking decent. And then, you know, they took like, 
because correct me if I'm they took those three characters were in House of a Thousand Corpses, right? Yeah, the Devil's Reject. Yep. Yeah, so they like took three of my uh, three characters where I was like, I, man, I want to see what the hell like more about these people, and then Devil's Reject came out, and you know I agree with you that end scene with Freebird, dude, that's that's like top notch fucking cinema, and I swear he got the the Halloween reboots from that that scene. I, I I'm just like, dude, that's cinematography, storytelling, good you good. Uh, good music usage. I mean, it was so so good. Can't argue with you on that. He, he didn't really get the job for, for the Halloweens. He bought the rights, uh, hands down. He bought the rights to Halloween. Yeah, that, 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 that's how that's how he the the the, the rights were up were up for sale. So Rob Zombie uh, didn't get hired as director. He bought the rights. So he was the man behind everything in, the, in those two those two films. Mm, interesting. Interesting. I did not know that. Yeah. Very good. So I recently just read a uh, um, a quote from uh, Bill Mosley, who plays Otis in uh, The Devil's Rejects, also pretty well known for, um, what was the name of his character from uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2? Crop Top, I think his name was. And uh, he, he quoted on House of a Thousand Corpses, and he said, uh, on House of a Thousand Corpses, it's bloody violent movie a throwback to the golden age of 70s horror when the teens weren't the stars they were the rib roasts amen i'm like oh he's right because it, it is you know the modern day texas chainsaw massacre you know where the family is the star of the film not the people running running away from the family are and uh absolutely love it i love that vantage i think it takes the cheesiness out of a lot of the because 80s horror did get pretty cheesy you know, in the middle and end so it, it was a good oh, yeah. reset. Yeah. 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 I completely agree with that. Completely. I, I No arguments there. I thought Devil's Rejects was a decent, a pretty decent horror movie and uh, well done. So I had it for number two, right? Yes, you the did. The remake. Yep, the remake. Uh, so this is the reason why it number two, and I know that you weren't the hugest fan of, of it, but that's okay. Um, for me, so I was, I was a fan of the book. It, and I remember as a kid, and as a matter of fact, I'm wearing my Pennywise, uh, my Tim Curry Pennywise t-shirt right now. Um, so I remember as a kid watching that, um, made for TV series. And I thought like, I was not ever scared of that clown, but I just thought it was well done. And I thought the story was cool that like this, this fucking demon clown just like torments all these people and does all this bad shit. And then as I got older, I read uh, my teenage years, I read the book and I was like, holy fuck, man, this book is like long as hell, but it's so good. And there were aspects about it that I didn't like, but you know, for the most part, I really liked the idea. Like there's this town that is so fucking cursed and, like, nobody can do anything about it. And the people that live there are just, like, you know, accept it and they suck and the world's going to suck and everything else. And then these kids are like, man, you just got to kill Pennywise. You got to kill the clown and everything like that. And the clown is your fears and everything like that. I, I, I just, I, I like the whole aspect of the fact that, like, these kids come in and save the day. It's not never scary. And then, the you know, the remake, 
Like, that is the way that, because you go back and watch that, that original one, and that is so cheesy and so campy. But then the remake, it was like, that's the way Pennywise should be based on the book, not based on a made-for-TV movie. And I just thought it was re- really, really well done. And I hope that next year when they come out with the single, the sequel, they do not disappoint me. Very good. Yeah, I'm I'm not against uh, the it movies at all, either the the original miniseries or the remake. They just never lit my fire. You know, I think it's I think it's yeah. kind of like I'm a gore guy. I I want stuff nasty. Mm-hmm. I want stuff to really bother me. And um and you know it didn't you know really strike that chord for me. But as like a gateway movie or kind of a lighthearted movie uh, for the genre, it's it is darn good. It absolutely is. Uh, the, the movie was I thought made really well. Uh, for me, I just want, I, I want more. I want nasty. I want something just to make me go, oh. But uh, it didn't quite give me that, but it was a good flick. Absolutely was. Yeah, definitely not there on the gore, uh, which, you know, I'm the opposite of you. Like, I want the story. You can keep the gore. Mm-hmm. So. You got a favorite scene from the movie? From it? Yeah. The remake? <sighs> um... Ah, man. You know, to me, I think it's all, uh, it's all about the kids when, when he's tormenting them as individuals, like when the, 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 you know, the blood in the bathroom or the kid in the library, or, you know, when they come down to the sewers, like that right there is, is the beginning and they're fucking like, they just all fucking team up on him and they start beating the shit out of him and everything like that. And he's doing his best, uh, to fight them at the very end and play upon their fears and it doesn't work. But dude, that fucking beginning scene when he rips fucking Georgie's arm off and then pulls him into the sea, uh, sewer. Mm -hmm. I'm like, that's so, that's so fucking badass because I remember as a kid playing out in the rain and shit like that. And I would run past sewers all the damn time, and it's like now, ah, dude. If, if I would have known there was a fucking creepy ass clown down there, I wouldn't have been trying to wake the Ninja Turtles. I'd be scared to go near <laughs> those fucking sewers. Very nice. Yeah, uh, I, the, the blood in the bathroom scene—I think is my favorite from that. Yeah. Yeah. My sure. number two is um, the the Exorcist, the original Exorcist. And actually, uh, th- this last this month, I actually had the opportunity to to do an, a uh, an Exorcist marathon, where one of the movie channels was uh, had the first three up there, and I'm like, oh, I haven't seen number three in a while, so I should probably see one and two first. So I went through and ran through those one weekend. Movie blows me away for for how old it is. Um, I you know I'm I'm a pretty simple viewer. Uh, I think the effects look great even by today's standards. I I wouldn't change a thing about the film. I think it looks fantastic. I think it's frightening. I love the concept, and I love the fact that whenever you put together science and religion, I think it can be scarier than heck. Because I love the fact that, that the movie kind of revolves around this woman who's you know she's an actress. You know she's not a big churchgoer. You know, she, her her daughter gets sick, and she starts taking her to doctors, and then she takes takes him takes her to better doctors and more complex doctors, and then she's trying experimental medicines and all this stuff, and then the very last thing that she does after science fails, is you know get the church involved, and then and then we have the fight between good and evil at the end, and just the way that's set up, I love it. 
I, th- I think it's such a good formula. It's so smart. Uh, dude, I, I another one I can't argue with you on, man. I like that movie. Historically, you can watch it, you know, now, and it still holds up. And to your point, like the the good and evil thing, and like I, so I was twenty when I saw Exorcist for the first time. I don't don't ask me how. Like I fucking missed that movie throughout my entire childhood, but when it was re-released in theaters, maybe it was his 30th anniversary? No. 40th anniversary? It came out in 74, so if you were 20. Yeah. 74, so maybe... So 25th, maybe? 30th, no. Oh, 25th anniversary. Is that that right? No. 25th? Yeah, 25th. 25th. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 25th anniversary. Okay, so saw it in the theater... And my wife, who is not a horror movie fan, she was like, if you've never seen this movie, we should go to the theater and see it. And I'm like, oh, fine, yeah, okay. You want to go see a horror movie? Shit, yeah, let's do that. Uh, and then I watched it, and I was like, dude, I get it. I, I, I get it. It didn't scare me, but I was like, dude, it's so bad. Like, possession and shit like that? Ah, oh, dude, it was so good. So yeah. good. And the shit that the fucking devil said, or the demon, or whatever it was, like possessing her, the shit that that came out of her mouth, I was like, I couldn't imagine 1974. This little girl spewing this shit. <laughs> oh my gosh, it, it must have been amazing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Now I'm in the same boat as you. I didn't see that movie till I was in my 20s because I was told really? it's the scariest movie ever made, and I heard this over and over and over and over, and I'm like, I don't know if I can deal with this. So I I never watched it. I, I'm like, I, I thought I wouldn't be able to handle it. So finally in my 20s, uh, after that anniversary cut came out, I, I got it on DVD or whatever, and I watched it. And then finally when I watched it, I'm like, oh, my God. This is incredible. So I, I've been missing yeah. out my entire life. Absolutely. Such a, such a good fucking movie, man. Such a great classic and timeless. All of those things. So good. So yeah. good. And and the, and the two sequels that they kept on going with this whole science versus you know re- religion thing. Uh, I thought that they were you know not as good as the original, but interesting. The prequel that they did, yeah, you know, interesting filling in some some uh, some storyline, some details, but not that great. Mm-hmm. But you know, now now when they did the prequel, you know that they did two different versions of that movie. They went through film the filmed it, said this is garbage, went back and redid the entire movie. I did not know that. Yeah, I've seen both cuts of the prequel, and the original one that they threw away, I like way better than the one that they released to theaters. Really? Yeah. Huh. I did not know that they did that. One of the things that I like, I don't know, like or something like that, but uh, if you read, if you take some time and you read the backstory about them filming that movie and some of the crazy shit that happened. Yeah. If you believe that stuff, man, I'll tell you what, that's a story inside itself. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I remember watching a documentary one time about all that shit. And I was like, crazy, man, crazy, crazy stuff. I think it was that one. And the wizard of Oz, those are the two movies that a bunch of weird, wild stuff happened on set. Poltergeist was another one. Oh, oh, was it? A lot of, yeah, a lot of crazy stuff happened. But I think, yeah, that and Wizard of Oz, probably the most, uh, you know, famous of the two 
I mean, uh, of movies that where you know bad shit just happened. Yeah, you know, to mm-hmm. all the pe- all the people that were involved, all the people that were involved. <clears throat> so love it, and uh, so that that brings to my number one, which the reason why it's my number one is because I think it's timeless and I think it's a classic, and I have so much freaking respect for this movie, and that's the original Halloween. Now, my kids asked me the other day, they were like, well, you saw the C- you saw the the reboot, if you will, or Halloween 2018. They're like, is that in your top ten of horror movies? Because the great thing is, is like I was telling my kids that we were going to have this discussion today, and they were asking me what my, my top movies were and everything like that, and I was like, and I told them Halloween, and they asked me if the new one cracked the top ten, and I'm like, not yet. I like the movie, but... Uh, it, 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 it needs to be years before uh, I think it, it will resonate. And I, I made the exception for it just because I love that story and I love how they did it. But, um, yeah, Halloween 1978 is my number one uh, horror movie of all time. And, again, not scary. It's a slasher movie. But I enjoyed the story. And I enjoy things about the story and the fact that this fucking dude... Like, his his sister was supposed to be babysitting him, and for whatever reason, he just fucking, like, went to town, killed her, killed the, you know, she died, he goes to a mental institution, he escapes, you know, Dr. Loomis is like, this dude is evil, he's pure evil, and, like, you go through the movie, and he's just, like, trying to go back and finish the job, you know, and, and, and kill some people and stuff like that, and, you know, I respect that fucking theme to that song go down in history is one of my favorite themes to a movie. Uh, I had, I put it as my alarm clock the other day. So when I woke up, uh, yesterday morning, that theme went off and my wife was so fucking pissed off. She was like, shut <laughs> it off. Now I cannot believe that you had that as your fucking alarm. Oh, she was so shitty and it was great. I loved it. Loved it so damn much. And, um, it's the ringtone on my phone right now. This time of year, tomorrow I'm gonna wear my Michael Myers T-shirt. Um, everything about that freaking movie, and one of the greatest, coolest things about that is the fact that there was zero blood in that original movie. No blood whatsoever hmm. shown on the screen. Yes, sir. How did you first see it? Uh, I first saw Halloween. I was pro maybe ten. I know I was younger, and uh, there was there was a sale at Blockbuster Video, and it was like it was in like the the like the four ninety nine bin or something like that, and I was like, "Ooh, Halloween movie! I want to watch a movie about Halloween." And I like took it to my mom, and she was like, "You haven't ever watched this movie?" And I'm like, "No." She was like, "It's probably going to scare you," and I'm like, "It's about Halloween." It's called Halloween. Like, what else do you need? I love Halloween. So I watched it, dude, and I was fucking hooked. I was like, this movie isn't scary at all. But the story's awesome. And the song, so good. You know who wrote the song, right? John Carpenter wrote yeah, the song. Yeah, John Carpenter himself, uh, director and uh, film score. That's pretty impressive, I, I think. Yeah, absolutely. So the reason why Halloween isn't on my top list is simply because it seemed like back in the day, like on the the TV channels, I got to see and rewatch over and over and over a lot of Nightmare on Elm Streets, a lot of Friday the 13th, 
never Halloween. Yep. True. Absolutely true. Never saw it on cable, never saw it on the, the movie channels, anything like that. So that's why out of the three big slashers from, from the 80s, Michael Myers is probably number three on my list just because I didn't see much of him, so I don't have as much nostalgia towards him. Um, for me, uh, Jason Voorhees is, is higher on the list just because similar type of guy, you know, guy, you know, you know, in, in the in the mask with knives type guy. And I, but I saw more of them, and that's why uh, I would, yeah. So that was always kind of interesting to me. But as I got older and watching the movies, uh, yeah, absolutely great character. What did you think of the, of the Paul Rudd Halloween, where they, where they started trying to like carve out a, a background and origin for him? So I, there's a special place in my heart for it. And just to let everybody know, I'm stopping at Aldi's to get sour cream the night before Halloween. Uh, <laughs> so there's a special place in my heart for it. And I, and I will tell you that that inspired me when I was in college and I was taking a speech class. We were supposed to do a speech, an autobiographical speech about somebody. And I wanted to be creative and artsy, I guess. So I did Michael Myers. And I took a lot of what they did from Halloween uh, 6, which is the Paul Rudd Halloween, mm -hmm. and, and some other things. And I, you know, I took that and did a speech about the, the, the life of Michael Myers as if he was a real person. One of my only A's that I got in college, by the way. Nice. Yeah, I was intrigued by that, by, by what the whole foreign thing and the whole idea that there's like an organization behind the movements of Michael Myers and everything. I'm like, ooh, I, I got into it. I thought it might go somewhere, but nope, it did not, unfortunately. Yeah, and, and did, did, did you ever, did you watch the director's cut or the original cut? Hmm, I don't know. Because of the director's cut... Like, give mad, mad props to the first one, but the director's cut is twice as good of a movie for Halloween 6, The Curse of Michael Myers. Okay. And I know it's out there places. Like, I've seen, actually, the director's cut was on cable this month. It might be on demand uh, this month, but I, I would encourage you to check out the director's cut. That might have been the cut that you saw, that you've seen. Yeah, it could be. It's, a, it's the most popular one. So, what sold that that movie for to me though uh, was the doctor, uh, and and my dad kind of had had the conversation with me about it at, at an early age because he's a fan as well, and he kind of talked about it. it's like you know th this doctor he works at a mental institution, he's a man of science he spends his life diagno diagnosing people with problems, you know they're bipolar they're schizophrenic they're this they're this they're this they're this and this man has done this for you know years and years and years, and when it comes to this one case this one person. Where he where he he has worked with this person for so long, then there's no doubt in his mind that th this is not a mental disorder. That this man is evil. That he has to be stopped. That he he has to be killed. Uh, that's just you know you got to think when that movie came out, that was a pretty pretty startling thing from what my dad's told me. A doctor saying those things. Yeah, that's that's so great you said that, dude. You were literally saying that, and it was giving me chills. Because I feel the exact same way. A doctor is the person saying this. Yes. Uh, Love yeah. it, man. Love that movie. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, lastly, on um, how about you? Do you have a favorite scene from that first one? Oh. oh. <sighs> so there's the scene towards the end of the movie 
where Laurie Strode, who's Jamie Lee Curtis, uh, looks at uh, Donald Pleasance, who's Dr. Loomis, and says to him, was that the boogeyman? And he was like, yes, yes, it was. Like, that was just so classic because, you know, the whole setup and, you know, the kid is, uh, go ahead, go ahead. The kid is talking about, you know, the boogeyman, the boogeyman this, the boogeyman's coming, the boogeyman's coming. Mm-hmm. And then she, she asked that question and he goes, that is the boogeyman, that was the boogeyman. I'm like, yes, that's so badass. So badass. Very nice. So, yeah, that's it for me, man. That's my, that's my number one movie. All right. And yours is? And mine is Hellraiser. Uh, <laughs> absolutely love those those first three movies. Just this idea of there's a correlation between pleasure and pain. These demons that kind of find these lost souls and kind of have them ex- give them these experiences that they've always been ser- searching for their entire lives. These just horrific, gory, evil, you know, demon slash angels in the film uh just blow me away um love those movies i thought there's nothing like them i think clive barker in those movies kind of issued uh, issued in a new era of horror from those films they really especially with, with the gore they pushed the envelope and uh they did some they did some things i'd never seen before and i think that forever changed um the genre again couldn't agree more uh next to freddy krueger uh Pinhead was probably the second or tied with him as the scariest person I remember from childhood. Mm-hmm. Like I remember the first time I saw him and saw that movie and the, the, the box and everything. And I saw, I must've been second, second grade when I saw that movie over in my uncle's house. And I'm like, what the, what is going on? <laughs> like, what is this movie? Like, what, they can't show this on TV. <laughs> it was crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. And, it, and it stuck with me for years, man. Pinhead. And, and then, like you said, the subsequent sequels and the, the gore that was part of that movie. Just Clyde Barker knocked it out of the park time and time again with those characters. Yeah, he did. I, I actually went and read the book as well. I, I like the movie so much. So did the book come first or second? Came first. It's called Hellbound Heart. And uh, the movie is... Uh, it's pretty close to the book. There's no pinhead in the book, though. He he put that together for the movie. Really? Yeah, I probably because they, they weren't... Back then, they weren't able to do the, 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 the main Cenobite for the, for the film. The main, char- the, the main Cenobite was... Uh, they called him the Engineer. And the Engineer had like a big glowing... Goal, um, uh, a globe for a head. Huh. Interesting. But but he did have the concept of like pins and nails and razors in the book because in the book, when you went and you did the puzzle to unlock the box, you had to circle circ- circle yourself with like offerings to the Cenobites. So they would have like um, cups and jars full of like uh, pins as offerings to them. So he kind of took that concept, the offering, and turned that into a character. That's interesting. Very interesting. I did, I did not Now, Did Clyde Barker do the book? Yes, he did. Yeah, Clyde Barker has written a bajillion books. He's more of an author than he is a Hollywood guy. See, I, didn't, I never knew that about him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he, uh, his, uh, his books of blood are pretty popular. Um, he also did the, the movie Nightbreed. That was based off one of his books. 
uh, which they're doing a series, I think, starting next year on sci-fi. Uh, yeah, he, I remember reading about that. He, he got into graphic novels for a little bit and did comic book series. I've, I've read some of those. Not bad. Okay. Uh, but yeah, he mostly is an author, and he actually just came out with um, books number two and three for Hell, for Hellraiser, actually, just in the last uh, few years. And I, I think, like, you and your dad connect a lot about those books, too, right? He read those as well? He, he read way more than I did, yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Very interesting. He was definitely my, my gateway into the, the Hellraiser world, and uh, he, he's probably read three times as many as the ones that, that I have. So, so what was that like being able to connect, connect over those horror movies and stuff? Like, because it sounds like you and your dad had a good connection about those horror movies, and he kind of uh, steers you that way a little bit at times. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, there's things like uh, like horror films, uh, music that uh, we connect on quite a bit. Yeah, I I, I think that's amazing, man. That like to be able, first of all, to be able to you know, for you guys to connect over that stuff. But I think it brings up a good point. They like, you know, when you read this stuff or you watch this stuff, especially with like horror movies, like really, it's like, you don't have to believe it, man. Just, just enjoy the ride. You know what I mean? And just the fact that, you know, being scared, I think is something that so many people embrace and want to experience that feeling and, you know, you don't have to believe that aliens are going to abduct you, but that doesn't mean you can't enjoy fire in the sky. And, you know, you don't have to believe that there are things lurking in the forest, but that doesn't mean that you can't enjoy the Blair Roids Project. So, and by the way, that was probably, I believe that was in my top five. And I know there's so many people that hate that movie, but I love that movie because of <clears throat> where I was when I first saw it. And everything like that, and I thought that it, um, it was just uh, genre. You know, it did a lot for the genre. And um, but yeah, I, I think you know, all of these movies that we talked about have so many great things uh, about them. Some of them high in gore, right? <laughs> like your list. <laughs> uh, uh, some of them, not so much. Like like my list, but that doesn't mean that any of them are any better or, or worse or anything like that. It's just what different people enjoy, and uh, this time of year is a perfect time to embrace those those types of movies and all the different aspects of those movies. Some people just want to sit down and watch The Great Pumpkin, Charlotte Brown, which is great because it's it's a timeless show to, that you can watch it with your family. I've never seen but, it. <laughs> what the fuck, Derek? Are you serious? Serious. Yeah. <laughs> Forget it. I, I don't think we can, I, I don't think we can continue in our relationship. Uh, I, yeah. Sorry, man. I think I've seen five minutes <laughs> of it here and there. Never. I caught my interest and made me want to keep watching it. I don't think I've seen any of the Peanuts movies. Oh my God. It's been years since I watched Hellraiser, and now I feel like I really want to watch it. You've seen the first three, right? Uh, I, I have seen the first three, but i be honest with you, I only remember the first one because I've seen that multiple times. Okay. So, um, 
but it makes me want to watch that. And, and my son told me the other day that he's never seen Nightmare on Elm Street. He's watched all the Saw movies. He's watched all. He he recently watched this week the Child's Play movies. He's watched uh, all the Friday the Thirteenth. He he kind of pissed me off with his description of Child's Play. He told me about this. What what did, what did he say? He said it was a garbage movie. Well, but you got you got to look at it from his perspective in his age. Because he was watching it, Derek, and I was and I was looking at it, and I'm like, "This is really fucking hokey." So <laughs> the special effects are not very good <laughs> in that movie. <laughs> but when we were kids, it was a different thing. Like that right there, that damn movie that looked like a My Buddy doll, and my brother had a My Buddy doll that he fucking carried around when we were younger, and I'm like, "Whoa." But he's never experienced my buddy. He's never experienced carrying around a doll. Well, you got so, to get on that, Nick. Come on. I know. I should get him a doll for Christmas. <laughs> but, but hey, I mean, that, that, I mean, I told him, like, you know, there was nothing like that beforehand. We never had, yes. had something like that where it was like this childhood, like, coping mechanism that they completely messed with and turned evil. That, that was a first. Yeah. And that kind of issued, uh, you know, a whole, uh, that's sort of a genre of uh, movies from that film. I agree. Without Child's Play, you got no Annabelle. You got no, people don't look at those things like that, you know. Uh, so Probably no Puppet Master. Probably no Puppet, oh, fucking Puppet Master, man. I, those were so good. Get out of the street, dipshit. It's not Halloween. <laughs> How many trick-or-treaters do you usually get a year? I don't know. I don't stay home. No, <laughs> uh, we get a decent amount in the neighborhood. Uh, not too many, not too many, but we get a decent. All of the candy's gone by the end of the night, so I think that's good. Yeah. But we go. We take the kids trick or treating, and we go around to like the little horseshoe here because by the end of that, they're like fucking. They got a bag full of candy. Mm -hmm. I'm like, well, that's enough. Mm -hmm. You don't need anything more than that. And plus, by then they're starting to complain that it's cold and. Eh, feet are tired, blah, 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 blah. So, uh, but so then the rest of the night, it's, we enjoy, you know, handing out the candy. Like to me, that's, that's the favorite part. Like I, I like handing, I like handing shit out. So. All right, Derek. So that was a great Halloween episode. I'm pulling into the driveway. It's good talking to you, man. Yeah, absolutely. Have a happy Halloween. And don't forget today's episode was brought to you by the number 31. Oh, oh, oh. And remember, 31 times 2 plus 7 is 69. I love that number. Ah, ah, ah. What a beautiful day. <laughs> All right, man. I'll, I'll talk to you later. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>